Mac Power Users, Episode 717, The Apple Notes Deep Dive. Hello, everyone. This is David Sparks. I am joined by the one and only Stephen Hackett. How are you today, Stephen? Good, David. How are you? Ah, man. I am excited because Apple Notes is a fun app and it doesn't suck anymore. So we get to give it a whole show on the Mac Power Users. I know. I know. We've been uh we've been working on moving the show into Notion, and one of my tasks was importing all of our old show notes. And when you have 717 yeah. episodes, it takes a long time. But yeah. it was funny, like going through it, it was like, oh, this is the I think the best I can tell, it's the first dedicated show to Apple Notes. It was included in some roundups over the years. But yeah. it's gotten really good. So we're going to we're going to get into that today. I remember being I think I don't know if it was Apple uh, at Macworld or WWDC, but I was in San Francisco and I remember talking to Katie on the phone the year that it, it they made the big transition from totally sucking to like being an, an app. And and Katie was saying, well, I think they're probably I think this is it. They're just going to do this and move on. And I was like, no, they're going to keep going. And I, I do like saying that they did keep going. Yeah. But it still took us several years for it to get to the Mac Power Users quality standard that it mm-hmm. gets a dedicated deep dive episode. We'll say that. Uh, before we get started, though, uh, some preliminary announcements. There is a new Relay FM Christmas T-shirt. And I saw this in the show notes. Stephen put it in there. I went and checked it out. And I'm like, damn it, I'm just going to have to buy it. So I ordered one. It's so cute. It's like a Christmas t-shirt, but it's yeah. a podcast. It's really good. I love it. Steve, did you, who designed that? Uh, yeah, so J.D. Davis is the designer we work with now uh, at Relay. And uh, he's in a bunch of stuff for us. Uh, really, all the merch over the last couple of years he's done. And I had this idea over the summer. I was like, what if we did a podcast ugly Christmas sweater? Um, yeah. and you can get it as a sweatshirt. So if you want to, you know, go for that, but, uh, I think it's funny when it's on a t-shirt and, uh, so it is, it, it's one of my favorite things we've done. I've got a couple of them and, uh, have enjoyed, have really enjoyed them. It's, it's fun, fun and goofy. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see the sweatshirt mm-hmm. and I don't know. Get tank top. We do all sorts of stuff. Ah, oh, gee, I don't know. I, the sweatshirt looks really nice too. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's up through the uh, the thirteenth of November. So it's not open ended. It's one of those kind of two week deals. So if you want one, go uh, go check it yeah. out. Yeah, because we got to get it before Christmas. That's right. Yeah, uh, yeah, and that's why it went on sale in October. <laughs> you know, it's been yeah. it went up on the thirtieth, uh, so we could do that. You know, so you can you can represent Relay FM in your uh, office Christmas party or whatever. Well, I, I'm, you know, now I have a whole new problem to solve after the show. I got to decide, do I want the sweatshirt or the t-shirt? But either way, uh, it's very cool. I recommend it. Uh, I'm going to be wearing it uh, proudly through the holidays and uh, good on you guys for putting this together. Uh, today on More Power Users, that's the extended ad-free version of our show. Uh, we are going to be talking about Apple's Scary Fast event. The And you know what? When they said Scary Fast event, I thought they meant the chips were going to be fast. I didn't realize it meant the event was going to be fast. <laughs> it was quick. That, yeah, that's that's a whole other thing. So we'll we'll talk about that on more power users today. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Stephen has written a blog post on it. I sent a newsletter and a blog post out about it too. So uh, we 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 have thoughts, but we want to go through that in more depth with the more power users episode today. 
but let's get to Apple Notes. Um, we made jokes about it, but when I say it sucked, it 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 really sucked, right? Mm-hmm. It was real bad. I mean, there were some precursors to Apple Notes. Like people forget this now, but for for like one or two versions of OS ten, you could have notes in mail on the Mac. Super weird, and I don't think anyone actually really ever used it. But that was the beginning of the IMAP sync because they sent. They would sync the notes through IMAP, which was a mail standard. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, wild. Because basically it just treated it like email drafts. <laughs> it's not a not the most elegant thing. But I think most people came across Apple's uh, notes product with the when the first iPhone came out, you know, way back in 2007. And I dug up John Gruber's initial sort of reactions to the iPhone, like when he first had his hands on it. Yeah. And he called it the weakest app on the iPhone. Cosmetically, it's a train wreck. Two words for you, David. Marker felt. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just like, what if you had to pick, Stephen, your gravestone is going to be Marker felt or Comic Sans? Which one? Comic Sans. I mean, come on, Marker really? felt really bad. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, it's that bad. Yeah. yeah, and I had forgotten this, but he also wrote that the other problem with Notes is that there's no syncing between your iPhone and Mac. And so even though Apple had some stuff on the Mac kind of in this time frame or a little bit later, initially there was no sync, not even through iTunes. And so if you you know wrote the next great American novel on your iPhone in 2007, the only way to get it off was to email it to yourself. It wasn't syncing anywhere. What a different time that was. Doesn't that feel so primitive in hindsight? Well, I I think what happened is they had a lot on their plate to get the phone out the door and the notes app was not at the top of the list. And it clearly just barely got out, right? I mean, so basic. Uh, but the thing was, it stayed that way for years. I mean, it wasn't like, the second year of the iPhone or iOS 2, suddenly they got all those extra features and that they missed the first pass. I feel like they just kind of left it there um, in its sucky nature for for a long time. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a serious contender, right? And in the early days of the App Store, I mean, to me, one of the most exciting categories was note-taking apps because Apple wasn't serving the market. And we had this like, really this, this wealth of, Options that, you know, sync with Dropbox and had Markdown and all these things because Apple wasn't addressing it. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't until iOS 9 that Apple Notes started to wake up. Yeah. 2015. It took a long time for them to get back around to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But they 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 made the progress pretty quick then. Uh, we got sync out of IMAP. I mean, it's just crazy that for eight iterations of iOS, it was syncing via, well, once it did start syncing, it was syncing via IMAP, which, I mean, I just remember the whole time that was a non-starter for me. It's like I had, I didn't write an Apple note. I think for the first seven or eight years, I used my iPhone because it was just like, why would I put data in, into that mess? You know? mm -hmm. um, but then they, they did get better. They got text formatting. Um, they got sketches. So they, they, I thought in 2015, uh, it showed a clear intention by Apple to start it up. In fact, 
you and I have talked about the, you know, kind of the rise of Apple productivity apps, not that they are power user tools, but they're very useful um, tools for a lot of people. And they're good enough for most people. So you don't have to buy apps. You can just get an iPhone or an iPad and you're off to the races. Yeah. Um, and I feel like this was the beginning of that. that. Apple Notes was the first app that started getting competitive as an Apple-based productivity app. Yeah, I think that's spot on. I mean, in that transition in iOS 9, moving it to CloudKit for sync, bringing in next, nice text formatting, it, you know, it came to the Mac as well. All of a sudden, it went from kind of this toy app. Like it was fine for little things, but it wasn't going to be the center of anyone's workflow in a serious way. To it really being a, a contender. And what I love about the the team that works on Apple Notes is like if you look through this this history, iOS nine, ten, eleven, thirteen, fifteen, like every year or two, the thing gets meaningful work they didn't just leave yeah. it the way it was in 2007 they didn't just leave it the way it was with ios 9 in 2015 but they have continued to bring it forward and that has been i mean that has been such a big theme on our show the last year or so across apple's different apps through minders and iwork and everything else but yeah you're right notes kind of led the way there and i think the work that the notes team has done has shown other parts of apple that you know we can make serious tools for serious people and build them in a way where they still uh, they still are simple enough. That you just If you're a beginner, you just want to open it and jot some stuff down. Like You don't need to know about any of the complexity we're going to talk about on this episode. The basics are still really good too. Yeah, I mean, you can still just put in your recipe if you want and yeah. you're good. But there's a lot more to it. Uh, in fact, I would love someday to get the story behind this little you know revolutionary movement inside apple to make these productivity apps good like i i know there's a story right there's there's some vp or some uh, group of engineers at apple that that decided we're not going to make a sucky notes app anymore and they built this thing and then that energy transferred into reminders and 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 you know some of the other apps as well that Apple's making, you know, free form, and like suddenly they've got this suite of usable apps, and I feel like there is a story there, and I would love to know it. My guess is we won't get that story until a long time into the future because probably all those people are still working at Apple. Yeah, but, I think so. But if anybody knows of a resource about that story, I would I'd love to hear it because I feel like this is one of my favorite things that Apple's done in the last mm-hmm. ten years, which is. Sounds silly because Apple's done a lot of great stuff in the last 10 years. But the fact that they've tried to build out a productivity suite that that most folks can just turn on and start using and it can grow in complexity as they need it. I mean, I think I think I feel like that should be acknowledged. And uh, and there were times in the past where Apple just didn't seem interested in that. But mm-hmm. but they are now. Anyway, I guess uh, to stop being a hippie moving forward, iOS 10, they added collaboration. Uh, iOS 11 pinned notes a document scanner so you can just point your your notes and we're going to go through these features throughout the episode but just to summarize tables handwriting search iOS 13 uh, better checklists and iOS 15 they added tags which is something you and I talked about a bunch 
um, and and can form a foundation of a productivity system out of the Apple Notes app we're going to talk about. And then, you know, they just continue to make these incremented improvements till iOS 17, where we got a lot of new features this year. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's that steady march of progress. And I know people I've spoken to at Apple who work on productivity apps, they do take their work seriously. They know that people are really relying on these things. And it shows, that care really shows. Yeah, it's good on Apple to put this together. Um, and we're going to reward them when they get a whole episode of the Mac Power Users. Because uh, I think for a lot of people listening to this show, if you haven't taken notes seriously, you should. And you should consider it as maybe the Notes app for you. I don't know. We're going to talk about where it fits as we get through the show. This episode of the Mac Power Users is brought to you by 1Password. Just go to onepassword.com MPU and get 20% off. 1Password is an excellent way to manage your passwords, but it's also so much more. If you need to keep it safe, keep it in 1Password and it will always be at your fingertips and ready to share securely. I met the 1Password team back when they were a fledgling startup, and the thing I love about the company is they've never lost track of that. They are always dedicated to making the best possible password and security app that there is on the market. From today's passwords to tomorrow's passkeys and everything in between, 1Password has got you covered. We have a family plan and we use it all the time. We can share things like credit cards, medical records, even the front door code, all in 1Password. Just the other day, I needed to log in to Costco for a thing. And I texted my wife. I said, hey, you need to go to Costco online and do a thing for me because I don't have the login. And she told me, hey, it's in our shared vault. Yes, my wife schooled me on passwords, gang. And that's because with 1Password in your family, everybody becomes a master password manager. With 1Password, you don't have to assume you're protected, you know it. The Watchtower feature is a great example of this. It gives you at-a-glance information you need to stay safe and tells you to take action when you need to. For instance, if Watchtower sees one of the websites you work with uh, has a weak password, has been compromised, or duplicated passwords. And all this is in the palm of your hand with your iPhone your watch, your iPad, or even on your Mac. And with 1Password, you always get their big three promises. It's secure by design. Everything is designed to protect your privacy. They can't see your passwords or sensitive information on their server, so they can't use it, share it, or sell it, and neither can anyone else. And 1Password is regularly verified by experts with some of the industry's largest bug bounties to help act on threats before they can affect you. Go check it out. Go to onepassword.com slash MPU where you can get individual, family, business plans, enterprise, whatever you need, they've got you covered. And start protecting yourself today on the internet with 1Password. So let's start with some basics. And I think when it comes to apps like this, where we should start is, is organization. And the beauty of notes is you can just open it and start typing. You don't have to worry about on day one folders and subfolders and tags and pen notes. If you just want a list of notes sorted chronologically or alphabetically, it's really straightforward just to, to pull your phone out of your pocket and get started. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they have uh, organization schemes now and you can pick what works best for you. Uh, they have folders and subfolders. I mean, not all apps that have folders allow for subfolders. So you can 
nest your folders. I don't, I've never gone more than two levels. Same. I don't know if there's a, a, an end to it, but you can go down, I would assume, pretty far into nested subfolders if you want. And then uh, you also got the ability to use tags, which is another way to organize your notes or both. You know, I, I always think like shallow folders with tags is a great way to organize things. Uh, the way the tags work is just with a hash uh, pound sign, you know, with the name. And uh, we're going to get into that later because that adds a lot of features to the app as you get into kind of some more, uh, some more uh, power user-y type features. And, and then you can pin, which I think I use pins all the time. If I'm on a trip or doing something active, I will just pin a note. and It's always at the top. I kind of like that. Yeah, uh, I'm the same way. You know, pin notes for me is kind of like a flag in an email, right? It's a a way to temporarily bring attention to something. And then whenever it's dealt with, it gets unpinned or even deleted or moved around or whatever. And it's really sweet because they just show up right at the top. And, you know, I personally sort by sort by title. Uh, but like my wife loves date edited. Like that's, I, I just was like scrolling through her iPad earlier. I was like, hey, we're talking about notes. Can I look at how you do it? And, you know, because she wants what she's done most recently at the top. That makes sense for her. And notes can accommodate both of those things. Yeah. And both of those are completely legitimate ways to do it. You know, mm-hmm. the views. So let's talk a little bit about how you view the notes. So you've got a, an organizational system. And I, and I think one of the tricks uh, to putting an organizational system together with notes, I've been thinking about this a lot lately as I've been working on the obsidian field guide is, is to not make it too complex. There's a thing called Gall's law. And um, the idea is that you earn the structure over time. And so when you start building a note system, don't just start by making 30 folders. Just, you know, make the folders you need today. And don't add 50 tags. Add the tags you need today and just slowly grow it organically over time. Uh, I think it's a, it's a much smarter way to go it um, because uh, if you spend a bunch of time setting up structure, ultimately you're probably not going to use that structure anyway. You've got to let it kind of figure itself out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, mine has changed uh, a lot over the years in Apple Notes. I now have basically five or six top-level folders, you know, personal, shared with Mary. Those are stuff that we share together. Relay FM, HTM, and one other. And then I've got a bunch of subfolders under those. But what what it allows me to do is basically close the view into things I'm not working on in the moment and then very quickly find things. Because what I had... Initially, I started with a simple structure, just folders. And then I suddenly had like 25 of them and all of them were legitimate, but that became harder to parse. And so I moved, I basically added one level of complexity on top of it. And it's really easy to create and move around folders and make them inside other folders. Uh, I do prefer doing that work on the Mac. Some of that's not as good on iOS and iPadOS, but it is, uh, it's nice that you can kind of create your hierarchy as you go. Yeah, so I have um, a, a personal folder, a Mac Sparky folder, and then um, one other one that's personal, and uh, the uh, and that's really the main hierarchy for me. And then underneath that, I have subfolders, obviously. So, in looking at it, I, I do have more than two layers of folders in some places. Um, the other thing, uh, uh, there's usually Apple has built in a notes folder. And a lot of the stuff we're going to talk about, like quick capture and stuff, 
there are things that go into the notes folder. And I'm sure I could probably rename that in, as an inbox, but I treat it essentially as a, an inbox. And if I see any notes in there, they usually need to get sorted or addressed or deleted. It's things I capture quickly or things I'm kind of just testing out. And um, But I, I like to keep a pretty simple top level. But after that, you know, it kind of goes nuts. Uh, kind of going into the show, just Stephen, how many total notes do you have at this point? Uh 439. Ah, I beat you. I have 447. Just oh, barely, that's, though. that's way close. I thought you were going to say like 2000. I was a little afraid. No, uh, no. <laughs> and I'm going to talk later about kind of the relation between Obsidian and notes for me, but the, because uh, in Obsidian, I have a lot of, a lot more notes, but the, um, but I, I do think that I, I am not, this is an app I use daily. So it, this is an important app to me and, mm-hmm. and I, I'm really happy we're doing show on it, but the, uh, yeah. So, so I've got a very basic structure, but I also use tags and, and tags for me was kind of a slow burn in Apple notes. At first I thought I don't need tags in Apple notes. Apple notes is the marker felt app. You know, you're not going to put tags in that app, but then over time I've found it's really quite powerful, but I want to kind of get to some parts in the outline where I explain why that is. Okay. But tags, tags are definitely uh, something you may want to check out. One nice feature that I think is a little underrated, honestly, in notes when it comes to organization is the attachment browser. So you can go in here and it doesn't show your notes. It shows things inside of notes. So screenshots, images, but they're broken into categories. So you can see all your photos and videos. You can see all your scans. You can see any URLs you've saved, any maps or audio, whatever it may be, documents, which is at least for me, mostly PDFs. And it's just a different view into your into your world inside Apple Notes. And I think that's actually pretty helpful. Like for me, at least the photos one, I can open that and very quickly visually scan for whatever I'm looking for, right? Like, oh, I need a picture of, you know, the label on the furnace so I know what size filter to buy at Home Depot. Well, I could... Yeah. Go through personal home or I could search, but very often I find it's just really quick to sort of visually scan through that. And it's a feature that when it first came out, I didn't really fully get it. But over the years, I've come to like it a good bit more. Yeah, it's really well done, you know, and and the interesting thing is that, you know, they have broken it up into categories, so it makes it really easy for you to, you know, to to get a little more surgical with the way you find stuff. And uh, some people use this application for their paperless system. We're, we'll talk about all this stuff as we get into it. But yeah, um, there, there's a lot of nice power features in the note system that, you know, again, just were inconceivable before iOS 9. Mm-hmm. Uh, searching uh, with Apple Notes is easy enough. They've got a search bar and it it searches by default inside the application, inside the currently selected note. So if you hit command F uh, for find, which is a pretty universal command on the Mac, uh, you're going to be able to search the note. does the same thing on iOS. You just tap in the search bar. Um, I actually find I much more often use the, uh, the search the entire across all notes option. And that's command option F. And if you do that, then it allows you to, you know, find a note very quickly. So if you've got 400 notes and you want to get to 
an exact note, command option F, and just start typing the name. It shows up very quickly. Um, somewhat related, I don't know if this fits here or not, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. The, um, if you are a keyboard launcher user, um, there is an excellent plugin for Alfred. And it's on GitHub. We'll put a link in the show notes. But you uh, you add it to Alfred, and then you just hit, you trigger Alfred, type the letter in, then in space, and then it searches all your notes, and it does the same thing. You can search your notes from Alfred, then you click enter, and it opens the note in Apple Notes. But even better, if you hit option enter, it saves a URL link to that note that you can embed elsewhere on your Mac and jump straight to the note. And it has also a link for mobile jump. So you can jump if you put that, you know, wherever you put that link, you can click it on a mobile device. It goes to the same location, Apple Notes on mobile. Um, this is not an official Alfred plugin. It's made by a third party, but I've been using it and I totally dig it. And if you're on Raycast, they have a plugin in their plugin store or whatever they call it, where it does the same thing. You just type note search and it allows you to search your notes and, and jump to them. So there's a third party ways to search into these notes as well. Yeah. I love that Alfred workflow. Uh, I've been using it as well. And it's, it's just really awesome because it lets you interact with your notes kind of in the flow of whatever you're doing otherwise. Yeah. And, and, and the link to note is not trivial. I mean, Apple notes lets you share. In fact, we're going to talk about later how that's one of my complaints, but, but um, this little plugin that creates a link on the fly it's a total game changer. If you're going to be doing, you know, contextual computing, you know, getting a way to jump straight to a note in Apple Notes, this thing is, I use it all the time. Yep. One way that, that Apple Notes has greatly grown over the years is the text formatting. Now, we should say that Notes uses rich text for everything. So if you're a Markdown purist, uh, you can, I guess, technically type in Markdown. You can use all the tags and the markup that you want it's not going to do anything with it it's not going to render it but it uses rich text for everything and you have so many options now you've got different levels of heading of course you have italics bold underline uh bulleted list dash list number list block quote checklist on and on and on and while i don't love rich text sort of on like a philosophical level it makes a lot of sense and I'm, I'm totally cool with it in notes because you can use these tools to make a note where the visual hierarchy and formatting makes it easy, especially in a longer note, right? So if I have a long note, I will very often use heads and subheads or have, uh, you know, bulleted list within it. Um, checklists are kind of their own thing we're going to talk about in a second, but I don't mind the rich text at all. Yeah, occasionally if I'm copying something from an Apple note and pasting it somewhere else, Sometimes that's a little bit weird and there's a little cleanup to do, but uh, I don't mind it at all. And I think that it makes a lot of sense in an app like this that's built for sort of the masses. Yeah. One thing I wanted to comment on that I think we didn't really get right or we didn't even really talk about it with the iOS 17 show is they have a new monostyled um, style in, in the text settings. And since we recorded that show. I've discovered that this is a, basically it's a embedded plain text in your Apple note. And that's not what it used to be. I mean, they changed the way it looks a little bit and everybody thought, well, that's what they did. They changed the look of it with the iOS 17, but it's actually, it's just plain text. So like if you have a note 
and you want to embed a terminal command mm-hmm. or a bit of HTML or something, make it monostyled and paste in there. That, that's just a new feature that showed up this year that, again, gives Apple Notes a feature it didn't have before. Because sometimes, you know, rich text is great, but sometimes you do want a little snippet of plain text in the middle of a note, and monostyled fixes that. So, I don't know. For people who don't know, I think now you know. With just a way in on the Markdown thing. I totally get it. If you like Markdown, I like Markdown. I've written books about it. I've talked about the joy of plain text, and I get it. But if you really want Markdown, I think you should not use Apple Notes. I think, you know, there are better tools like Obsidian and Drafts and things like that mm-hmm. that are, I think, more appropriate if you're just going to go 100% Markdown. But, you know, if you've got a workflow that involves rich text or are okay with it for some of it, Apple Notes is is one of the better apps to be looking at. I wonder if we had like half of the people just turn it off. Like, oh, well, <laughs> That's okay. Um, I do. I do really like the checklist feature and there's, uh, so it's really nicely formatted. You get like a round circle next to it. You can go in and, you know, check them off and there's an option to reorder the list. So checked items move down to the bottom of the list automatically. This yeah. is, fantastic in my mind for packing lists. I have quite a few in notes like work trip, you know, personal trip, you know, different things. And checking an item is non-destructive. So after you're done packing or after your trip, you can just beep, 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 uncheck them all. And yeah. they're there for next time. So yes, you could do this in other systems with like a template or, you know, firing something from shortcuts into OmniFocus or things or whatever. But this is just really simple and straightforward. And the fact that it's non-destructive uh, is just perfect for reuse. Uh, I think the checklist thing is really nicely done. Yeah. I got an email from listener Mike, 87 years old. Mac Power Users listener. Yes. I hope you're listening, Mike. After we uh, released the Obsidian Field Guide, but we said we were going to do a show on notes, Mike wrote in to say that he's doing his entire system on Apple Notes. Wow. And he does his to-dos in there as well because mm-hmm. he's 87. He doesn't have a huge list, you know? And so he just has them by topic. And that makes, he asked me if I, if I, if he should switch to obsidian, I said, no, this is perfect for what you're doing. Like he's got a couple checklists. He goes in there, he checks them off. He doesn't need reminders. He doesn't need OmniFocus. He doesn't need any of that stuff. And, um, and I'm like, good on you, man. And I, and by the way, I hope when I'm 87, I'm still connected to whatever tools they're using. Yeah. Because that's that's kind of awesome. Yeah. Think think what the episode count will be then. Gosh. Yeah. Goodness gracious. <laughs> episode 7,238. <laughs> Vision OS 17. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. wait will, you, will you still be there with me? Yeah, will man. still be there with me, buddy? It's All right. MPUs for life. Um, All right. There we go. Uh, you, get, you also have uh, a feature in Notes that, that really makes it for me, and it's that you can attach all sorts of files to notes and not just down at the bottom or not just like a link somewhere else, but just embedded in your note. And so many of my notes looking through this, especially on the personal side are things like, you know, uh, like the example I used earlier, like filter for, you know, the furnace, right? I have a picture of it, what it looks like, a picture of the direction it goes once you open the little panel. And it's just in line with like a link to get them online. If I, you know, need to order them online or, you know, the, the where they are at the Home Depot, all just in one place. And so many of my notes are like that, where I have PDFs or images interleaved with text. 
I can use that really cool uh, media browser to see where they all are. They all sync everywhere. They all sync offline, which is my one of turns out to be many, but one of my biggest complaints about craft is that craft on iOS and iPadOS doesn't sync these things offline. So you can have things like a PDF of your flight information and you can have it on your phone. And when you're in airplane mode, you can still look at it. So many of my notes have these, these attachments and you can throw in audio and stuff too. Most of mine are PDFs and images, but it will take basically anything. I feel like this is the killer feature of Apple notes. As silly as that sounds, but you can throw anything at this app. And if you want some words and files and things all collected in one place, this is the app. I mean, just this morning, I, I'm working on a project. I don't try to do a lot of these anymore, but uh, there's a software developer friend of mine that's got a big thing coming out and they wanted me to do a short video. And I said, okay, for you guys, I will. But then they sent me an email with PDFs and documents and all these different things related to the project. And I could find a way to make all that work with Obsidian and folders and Dev and Think. And all I did was I created an Apple note and I just dumped it all there. Everything is in one place. And then, you know, what I did, I copied the email from Apple mail over to notes and it dropped right in. So I've got a direct link back to the email, like this idea of on manageable projects, collecting all the assets in one place and working out of an Apple note. That is something that I never imagined I'd do with Apple notes in the early, you know, marker felt days, but I do that all the time now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's just such an easy way to bring all sorts of data together. And if your data is physical, like you mentioned earlier, there is a document scanner. And so you open notes on your iPhone or iPad. There's a little camera button. You tell it you're scanning a document. And it does all this cool stuff where it auto detects the corners of the paper. And it will work to like de-skew them. So like if the paper is like folded in a weird way or, you know, kind of not, you're not lined up quite perfectly over it. Uh, it will do what it can do what it can to uh to make it all lined up and you can even go in and sign and add text uh with the markup tools uh huge use for me i do this all the time you know a piece of mail comes and sometimes david honestly its final resting place may not be notes i may just use notes document scanner to get it onto my mac to do something else with it but because it's built into notes and it's it's really really good you can add multiple pages all these things i use it all the time all the time. Yeah. There are, I feel like for me, and, and this is, we've got covered later in the show, but the PDF tool is is amazing. The question is, how far do you go with it? I mean, do you make that your paperless system or is it something less? But either way, capture is super easy there. And mm-hmm. often, I mean, I'll just use notes to capture something just to send off to somebody. It's just that easy, right? Um, uh, but there's there's other ways around that as well. But Yes, uh, this is a a nice feature, and it's a great way to keep stuff together. Yeah. Another thing they added um, to Apple Notes in the last several years that is another kind of only Apple could do this feature is Quick Notes. And Quick Notes is a way to just get a note in really quickly, just like the word sounds, right? I mean, I think the main beneficiary of this was the iPad, especially with the Apple Pencil, but 
even just if you want to type, you just swipe up from the lower right corner and you've got a note available to you. And that works, by the way, the same on the Mac. If you take your mouse to the lower right corner and click, it opens a note. And um, they've also got a way to do that with a control center widget. So like you can do that on your phone uh, or iPad from a control center widget. But it's not just here's a quick way to capture a note, but it's also contextual because if you're on a website and you activate it, then it embeds the website in. So you can write a note about the website. So it saves a link directly back to the website and uh, it's got your related notes there, you know, contextual computing guys. That's the kind of stuff we want. We go, we work on something, we get right back to the source material. We never get lost on our computer somewhere else. And it works with email too. If you've got an email you want to comment on or, keep as a part of a note you, it works the same way and it works on remarkably many things on your devices to get links back to them to an apple note yes one of my complaints is some of that stuff's kind of hidden but quick note does surface a, a lot of it and at first i found it sort of annoying like i was sort of accidentally <laughs> triggering it all the time especially on the mac yeah. But if you take the time and sort of grok what it can do for you, it is pretty powerful because it is contextual. It's with you wherever. And you can like very quickly save something. Maybe you're not even entering anything, right? Maybe you're just saving something and you're going to come back to it later. And they get their yeah. own little section in Apple Notes so that you know they don't get intermixed. It's easy to go back and kind of sort them out later. Yeah. Again, like an inbox, you know, mm -hmm. you can go through and put them where they belong or just process and delete them or, you know, whatever. But yeah. it's very, very helpful. They uh, they do have widgets and the widgets are are pretty good. Uh, th there's not an extensive list of them. Have you noticed? I think that's something Apple apps could do a better job of. Like you look at third party apps like Fantastical, for example, they have so many different calendar views they've come up with as widgets. Whereas the Apple Calendar app is limited. And the same thing is with Apple Notes. And basically, you've got like set notes or you've got a list of notes. And the, the list of notes one, I think, is the most useful. And I do use that. And one of the nice things is if you right-click on it and click Edit Widget, you can set the, um, the source for that list. Like if you've got a project folder, you can say, and you're actively working on a project, you can make it just sort on that on that list with the most recent one on top. And that gets you back to it very quickly. Uh, Steven, I know you've got some uses for this. Yeah. A big use for me for the notes widget is my travel home screen. So that's a home screen that I have hidden unless I'm on the road. And amongst the various widgets I have, there is a, a widget to, I have a folder called events and travel. And in there is any note for like, the current or upcoming trip. So say, say when I was at the iPhone event, you know, in September, I had Apple note called iPhone 15 event. And then there was like flight information, hotel information, my schedule from Apple. And the widget makes it really easy to jump right into that. And I'm not a big notes widget user otherwise, but when I'm in travel mode, it's just fantastic to very quickly get to the, you know, to what I need to see. And that gets right back to the fact that you've got the multimedia because like you probably the PDF of your plane ticket, and mm -hmm. the, you know, all that stuff links to emails. It's just really good for, for travel. Absolutely. Do you put your travel packing list in, in that same folder so you can access that as well? Or do you I do, do that separately? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Events that and travel, you know, also like a PDF of my TSA pre-check, right? Cause 
sometimes you get to the airport. It's like, oh, my number's not on my uh, pass or whatever it needs to be. So I can you know, yeah. go to the counter, be like, here's my number, here's my letter, you know, stuff like that. It's just, uh, it's very nice. You know, the last thing you want to do when you're traveling is like looking through your inbox for something, right? I'd rather spend the time before I leave to have it all in Apple Notes. And if I don't need it, that's great. But if I do, I can be confident that it's all together. Nice. That's a good one. Um, Deeper, deeper. Does it sync anymore on IMAP? Well, so you you can turn on Note Sync with like Gmail and Yahoo accounts and a couple others. I really recommend just syncing it with iCloud. I turned those others on and tried it in preparation for this. They all work. They're definitely slower than iCloud. And if you sync with iCloud, of course, you have access to them on the iCloud website, which if you're on a Mac all day, maybe not a big deal. But if you're, say, on a PC at work and you're all Apple at home, you want those notes online somewhere. And if you sync them with another service, you don't have access to them online anywhere. And uh, and the iCloud sync is, I mean, honestly, it's rock solid. It's been a really long time since I've had notes kind of barf on me in the sync process. I feel like you get the taking one for it, the team award for even turning that on, like going outside <laughs> of iCloud. You got you know, you to know. You got to do these things for the listeners. This episode of Mac Power Users is brought to you by Electric. Turning a small business into an empire takes work, and you have to keep your ear to the ground for all the things that will help you take it to the next level. But this can be hard when your attention is pulled in different directions, because that's the reality of running a small business. The team over at Electric knows that small businesses, maybe like yours, face these challenges. That's why they're on hand to help with the time-consuming parts of your business, like standardizing device security with best-in-class device management software so you can implement best practices across the board and be ready to scale. And employee onboarding and offboarding done for you, saving you an average of eight hours per request. Plus, Electric will help you keep a single point of visibility into your IT environment to control your devices, networks, and applications while simplified reporting allows you to achieve and maintain compliance. And proactive IT recommendations and automated workflows make IT easy to manage, even for your non-technical users. If you're hearing this and you think your company could use some of these services, but you're not sure where to start, Electric's experts are there to guide you through the process of establishing standardized IT processes for your organization. Delegation is super important in a small business, And yeah, you could have handled all this in the beginning and you probably were handling it in the beginning, but now it's time to delegate and Electric is there to become a great partner. For listeners, Electric is offering a free pair of Beats Solo 3 headphones for taking a qualified meeting. Just go to electric.ai slash MPU. That's E-L-E-C-T-R-I-C, electric.ai slash MPU. Go there now for your free pair of Beat Solo 3 headphones today for scheduling a meeting. Our thanks to Electric for their support of the show. All right, so in this segment, I'd like to get to some of the more advanced features I keep teasing throughout the show. Like, we want to talk about that later. Well, now we're gonna, now it's later, so let's get into that. Uh, first of all, is something that Apple Notes does that most Notes apps don't do is allows you to write things down with an Apple Pencil. 
And I think that is something that you shouldn't, you know, balk at. I, I feel like the the ability to to get an Apple note with handwritten notes as well as typewritten notes is actually quite a powerful feature compared to some of the competitors. Yeah. Yeah. Apple's taken handwriting uh, very seriously. A few years ago when, uh, when this first came out over on connected, we got to interview some people at Apple who worked on the handwriting stuff uh, for the iPad. And it's very clear to me that they see a world in which some customers, not everybody, but some customers really view the iPad and the pencil and Apple notes as a digital notebook, right? Especially like maybe the size of the iPad mini, take it with you everywhere, use the Apple pencil to do handwriting, to do sketching, to access your note, uh, your latest note from the lock screen. It is, it's really neat how they've integrated that. And it's, it's hard to think of better examples we hear Apple say it all the time, like we integrate hardware, software, and services. And like, okay, Tim Cook, we get it. But like notes plus Apple Pencil plus iCloud plus iPad, like the perfect example of it. Yeah. And the sketching tools are powerful. I mean, they are. They've got pencils and markers and colors and erasers and selection tools. Uh you I don't think, Stephen, you've been privy to this whole journey I had with Remarkable um, because I talked about it mainly on the Focus podcast. But all of my friends, all my nerdy friends bought these Remarkable tablets. I don't know if you, for the listeners that are aware of it, it's a tablet that's about half the weight of an iPad, very light and very limited in feature sets. But it, it's supposed to feel like you're writing on paper, mm-hmm. but it's digital. And it uses e-ink, kind of like the old, you know, the Kindle technology where it's just a switch that turns off or on. So it uses very low power. It runs for days and days. There's there's a lot of things it does better than the iPad, but there's a lot of things it does worse too. Like it doesn't have that rich writing tool set and the ability to sync across so easily. I, boy, I'm going to get so many emails from Kindle lovers because I'm sorry, from uh, remarkable lovers because there are people that go crazy. Oh yeah, But I bought one. I tried it. It didn't work for me because it didn't have all the features that notes does and, and you know, good notes and some of the other stuff that you can write on with an iPad. So I sent it back. Then I said that on focus and a bunch of people wrote me and said, you don't get it. You didn't do it right. You didn't try. So I tried it again. I bought one the second time and I, st- I really wanted to try and love that thing. And I, it just was something I didn't need. So I sent it back and I'm probably on a list over there now where they're like, don't, don't sell one to this guy. He keeps returning them. But the, uh, but I, I just feel like Apple notes and this feature set to me is the reason why the remarkable doesn't make sense because mm-hmm. why not do it this way? And when people tell me, well, but you know, it, you don't, you know, that's the context when you're on the remarkable, you don't get email and other stuff. I'm like, yeah, but with the focus mode, I don't see that stuff anyway. So yeah, yeah. Who, who cares? You know, but the, uh, um, but either way, yeah, I feel like Apple has really uh, taken a shot at a whole product category with this tool set on the on mm-hmm. that iPad. Yeah. And on the Mac, any sketches or uh, anything you've drawn on the iPad, it's in line. You know, they show up on the Mac. You can't really interact yeah. with them very much, but yeah. they are there. And I think the idea is you're out in the field or out in the world and you're sketching or drawing on the iPad and notes and then you're back at your Mac and you can reference it later or send that sketch to somebody else or collaborate in an Apple note, which we'll, which we'll talk about. Do you use this feature? 
Not very much. I mean, I, I still carry like a paper notebook and a pen with me everywhere. And that's where I tend to do sketching. Like we just had a, a two fences built in our backyard for something. And I need to build these like end caps to go on the posts. And so I measured them all. And like, that's just a sketch in the notebook as opposed to my iPad. But so I am a sketcher. I just tend to do it in a field notes instead. Yeah. I'm a visual thinker too. I use this all the time. I, I just find it so many uses. Or even like when we were building out indoor studios, I would sketch things yeah. or even take a picture and then sketch things and send it off to the contractor. Yeah. And it's so much easier to get it to them in a digital format. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I ended up <laughs> scanning or taking pictures, a lot of, a lot of handwritten things, but, yeah. um, but it is cool. And Apple's standard drawing tools are really good. You know, they've, They've done a good job at basically all the tools you would need and and surfacing those tools in different areas. So those tools aren't just in notes, but like if you do a screenshot on iOS or iPadOS, the markup tools, yeah. it's all the same stuff. So like once you learn how it works, they put it in a lot of different areas, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, tables. That is another fairly recent addition. You can insert a table into your Apple Note. Um, in the outline I wrote, the good news is it's a table and the bad news is it's just a table. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, th- this one definitely could use more. There's no formulas, there's sort, no sorting. Uh, you manually create a table and that's what you get, a table. Um, I've used it though. I've got a couple notes that it makes sense to put it there. Me too. And I, I like that. Uh, you can combine it with linking, which is the new kind of feature, iOS 17 feature of linking. Uh, by the way, in researching this show, a lot of websites are are explaining that Apple Notes does backlinking and it does not. Um, maybe people have different definitions of the term backlinking, but to me, uh, what you can do with Apple Notes is you can create a link. You can be in one note and point to another note, but that other note doesn't report in all the notes that are linking to it, which is what is a backlink. Right. So um, the uh, but but you can put those into a table, so that's kind of useful. Like if you wanted to have like a an index table, what Nick Milo would call a map of content, uh, an index table, you could link to specific notes outside of it and, and insert them with that new feature. But, uh, I feel like the tables is a feature that, uh, that hopefully someday gets a little more love. It would be great. You know, I'm not looking for like full blown numbers tables in here, but some sorting and basic math would be, would be nice, right? If I could just have a bunch of things yeah. and add them together, that would be sweet. Yeah, or sort. I mean, sort is an obvious one. Pretty simple. Yeah, I'm hopeful yeah. they do that, but the tables have been there a couple of years now. So, you know, it's it's time, Apple. Uh, revisit those things. Yeah. All right, smart folders is what I've been wanting to talk about since we started recording because I, I feel like this is a feature that a lot of people don't use, and it really does kind of up the game for Apple Notes. Yes. Especially because we now have tags with with a, a tag system and smart folders, you can surface a lot of data out of your notes database very easily and dynamically. For instance, you could say, show me, like if you started tagging, let's say you make a note for each project and you would have project types. So maybe you've got like sales proposals and uh, presentations and customer reports. So you could have a tag for a proposal and a tag for active, and then you could create a smart folder that says, show me all active sales proposals. 
And then it gives you a list of just the notes that are the active sales proposals. Once you finish the proposal, you take off the active tag and it magically disappears from the folder. And, you know, that's exactly what you're supposed to get with smart folders. And it works across both Mac and iOS and it's editable on both. My favorite use for this is a recently edited. So I mentioned earlier that I sort alphabetically, but there are times yeah. where I would like to see something, you know, I looked at this a couple of days ago. Where is it? And so I've got a smart folder that I named recently edited and it's all notes. The date edited is within the last seven days. And I just have it there in my list. And you know, we spoke when we spoke about reminders, we spoke about smart lists and reminders, and they're pretty good, but I think notes is even better. There are so many criteria, and they can all be any or all. That was one complaint we've had about reminders over the years that you couldn't do some combination of the things you wanted. And the criteria are really deep. You mentioned tags, I mentioned date uh, edited, but you could say, show me are my folders that I have shared with somebody else that have checklists in them, right? Like really you can get down deep there and they can be created and edited on Mac and iOS and iPad OS. And that's something that Apple hasn't always done. Mail smart boxes, right? Can't, can't do those on mobile. Those that's a Mac only thing. And uh, I think they're so powerful and I'm just psyched that they're everywhere. I, I just sent you a text message because I have a smart folder called current, which is the exact same rule as your recently in the last <laughs> seven days. Yeah, I, I, it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, Stephen found a great article over at Sweet Setup. Uh, we're going to put in the show notes uh, by Josh Ginter. Uh, Josh, Josh Ginter. And he shares some of his favorite notes, smart folders. Yeah. And uh, that's cool. It's like Josh knew. I, I did not. I mean, I'm buddies with Josh. I did not tell him we were preparing for this, but when we were, I saw this pop up in RSS and I was like, oh, thank you. Just put that right in the show notes. Uh, definitely go yeah. go check that article out. He has a lot of cool ideas on uh, how to combine these things. Yeah, and and just the, the number of criteria you can build a smart folder on is shockingly long. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. Is the note locked? Is it a quick note? Is it in a specific folder? Does it include a checklist? You know, it's just like, whatever you think you would want to create a smart folder they've enabled. So yeah, that that's something if you do one thing after the show and you're using Apple notes, create just a couple smart folders to get that, you know, that skill down and you'll find uses for it going forward. So you want to talk about collaboration? Let's talk about collaboration. Uh, yeah. Not Apple's strong suit historically, right? They've, they've kind of done it in fits and starts. If you remember the old, like iWork.com, all all that stuff, we can talk about how it works, but the parameters for sharing are are pretty much what you would expect. Uh, You can invite people specifically, or you could say, here's a link that anyone who has this link can, can either view or edit the documents. So very similar to what we see like in Google docs or other collaborative tools. There's also option that anyone can add more people which I think is actually really important. Sometimes you want to share something with like three people and say, oh, hey, if you're working with somebody I didn't think of, you can also add them. But sometimes you don't want that. And so that's a checkbox yeah. in here as well. Um, I feel good about all those parameters. There's not really a situation that I've come across where the sharing permissions 
don't give me enough flexibility. And and honestly, one of my favorite, like low key, one of my favorite addition to notes over the last few years. You used to be able to collaborate on individual notes, but they've added the ability to collaborate at the folder level. And so I mentioned earlier that I have a folder called Stephen or shared with Mary. And yeah. any note that either one of us creates or drags into that folder automatically shared. And that is awesome because nine times out of 10, I'm like, oh, I created an Apple note for this thing. Didn't you see it? It's like, no, because I forgot to share it with her. And now I don't even think about it. Anything in that folder, we both have access to. And that is a clutch feature. Yeah. Daisy and I already have our 2023 Christmas gifts note, right? You know, we have a shared folder too. And uh, that's the way we avoid. Yeah, one year we bought like four gifts for somebody because we both kept buying things and not we didn't share, you know. But it's uh, the shared note feature, and it's not just like a thing you do with your spouse anymore. You can totally use it for work. Um, oh yeah. In the Obsidian Field Guide Plus content, we're doing. We ended up doing ten webinars, and so I had a bunch of guests in. And, you know, it's Obsidian power users. It's people that are all using Obsidian. But, you know, what Obsidian doesn't do is collaboration. So mm-hmm. uh, I have the the note where I have the link to the webinar and, like, shared assets that the guest is going to have. And for each one of those, I just made an Apple note and sent him or her a sharing link. And, you know, the dirty secret is we used Apple notes to talk about Obsidian because collaboration, Right. I think it's very good. You know, I like the way it indexes and logs what other people write on it now. Yeah. Um, You know, when it first showed up, it was, you know, we all would try it out and make jokes. I think we tried to make a show outline in it once and it didn't work, but it's just, it's stable now and it works. I mean, we could, I mean, you and I are in the middle of a big transition to notion. I mean, we could use Apple notes to make show outlines just as we've historically used Google docs and there would be no problem, honestly, but, you know, we're in the middle of doing doing something else, but it, it's it's totally usable, yeah. And it's not something that is like a outlier anymore. Yeah, it, it's not quite as real time as something like Google Docs. I think Google Docs is like the gold standard for instant collaboration. But you know what? It's fast enough. Um, yeah, I've got a couple with people that at times are pretty active, and in the early days, you would like type over each other accidentally because they hit return a couple times and their text moved down, but yours didn't yet. And then they'd collide. Basically all that's gone now. Um, they've done a really good job at it. Now, any service will fall down. Like if, if I, you know, put a link on Mastodon, like here's a public Apple note, everyone come in here and party, uh, that would explode. But so would Google docs or so would, you know, yeah. Dropbox paper or anything else. Yeah, I feel like that's an unfair test, though. Every time oh, it is. people want to do, they, nobody ever does that to a Google Doc. I mean, yeah. when have you been in a document that's had more than two or three people? In Very, it it's just, uh, basically never. Yeah. And uh, yeah. and yeah, so it, it it totally gets the job done. It also has the feature where it shows you where other people's cursors are, which is awesome. I love that in Google Docs, so I can kind of see like where someone else is looking, you know, kind of. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's great. It's It's totally workable uh i think the the bad days kind of gave people a bad taste in their mouths about it but apple's collaboration efforts have come a long way and you know we ran into issues with it with freeform 
but the issues we were into there were like free form specific, the collaboration itself. Like we're both in here, we're both editing. We can see what each other's doing. All of that was great. It was not collaboration's fault that the text would slowly move off the page. You know, it was a, bu- a bug in Freeform, which they have fixed. Yeah, and that that was 1.0. We should probably go yeah. back to Freeform. I think we should. I, I think next year, uh, Freeform. I'm gonna, you know what? I'm going to open Notion, and I'm going to put it on the future topic list right now. Yeah, because I am using it more again. Um, the um, I guess that's a question for you. Where does Freeform and, Notion and uh, Notes, where do those intersect for you? I'm really not using Freeform. Okay. Day to day at all. I mean, it's freeform cool. for me is more pl- uh, freeform for me is more planned out stuff. If I want to diagram a workflow or something, I do it in freeform. Uh, Apple Notes is just a quick sketch kind of thing, where I'm, you know, it's part of a, a bigger note. That's fair. All right, import and export. Uh, is it a Roach Motel like Evernote? No, but it's not <laughs> not a Roach Hotel. So. Yeah. You can export individual notes as PDFs, or you can promote them to a pages document that's new this year. Yeah. You can drag and drop attachments back to Finder. So if you have a PDF of a contract in Apple Note and you need it in Finder, you just literally just drag it over. Um, there's a third-party app called Exporter, which we've mentioned before. Uh, it's in the Mac App Store. And it does some amazing things. You can export your notes in a bunch of different formats and it will keep your modification dates preserved. And it's awesome. I would like Apple to Sherlock this app. Like I'm sure this developer is a nice person, but notes should have this. Um, that's really a complaint I have about notes is the data portability. It's a, it's not great, but, but it's a first party app. And that means we're not running the risk of notes going away all of a sudden and your files being gone forever, right? We actually had some feedback uh, in the feedback form on the Relay website uh, to us about moving the show to Notion. Like, well, aren't you nervous about having your data in this proprietary system? It's like, yeah, a little bit. But I can tell you I'm a lot less nervous about it with Apple Notes. So while it's not fantastic, I think the like, the threat of needing an exporter is also a lot less yeah i mean it's so the beauty of apple notes is that you can combine all that multimedia we talked about it earlier but the downside of that is it becomes part of a database that's how notes works they have a system database for your apple notes library you know compared to obsidian which i have to do a few times here is obsidian is a folder full of Markdown files. So you have complete data portability out of that. Yeah. Whereas Apple uh, has this, you know, that's kind of the downside of it is it's, it's in a database. The good news is people have hacked it. And um, <laughs> I mean that in the best of possible ways. I know that didn't sound right. But <laughs> Exporter is an example. They figured out the database format and they did it. Obsidian just did the same thing. They, they reverse engineered the Apple Notes database. And there's an official plugin from Obsidian that you literally run it and it imports all of your Apple notes. It converts rich text to markdown reliably and it adds your attachments. So there's already ways to get your stuff out of it. Even if you weren't going to use obsidian, I would, I would recommend their exporter if you just wanted to get everything out of it. Um, I wish Apple would kind of take control of that, take ownership of that. And I don't think they're trying to like lock you in so much as it's probably, they just haven't got to it yet. Um, but the um, 
but yeah, there is a bit of, there's a little itchiness there, right? You know, you're putting it into this weird system, but you know, the flip side of it is like I said, you get these rich text, multimedia handwriting kind of like experience in a notes app that you don't normally get with, with other apps that, that don't have that proprietary database. Um, you know, I mean, it's like if you're going to be able to import PDFs and mark them up in it, it's going to have to have its own system, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think everything you said is is perfectly fair. We didn't talk about import though. I jumped jumped over that. Yeah, the, well, um, the exports are more spicy, right? That's you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and also the the Evernote question is relevant because is. Evernote. Uh, a lot of people are leaving Evernote, and I think. Notes is if you're in if you're in the Apple ecosystem, Notes is the natural landing place. Yes, uh, because it's so much like Evernote. You get multimedia, you get the ability to search, but you own it. You know, I I think it's a great location if you're exiting Evernote. I do too. Um, and Notes can import Evernote content. So the ENEX files that you get out of out of Evernote, you can import those. Uh, and Apple Notes has a converter that brings them in. You can also import plain text, rich text, and HTML. So having, uh, you know, say that you're moving for something else, like maybe you are in a plain text system like Obsidian or something else, and you want to bring them into Apple Notes, uh, you can do you can do that as well. David, you blew my mind with something about the metadata in Apple notes and how you can view it. Can you, can you explain this? Cause I read it and I did it. And I honestly, I didn't know that it was there. We talked earlier about like the way it organizes it. Um, but there's a, there's a date on the top of the note. If you just tap it, it toggles it. Yeah. Between created and edited. Yeah. Who knew? <laughs> honestly, I didn't, I was like, what? No way it does that. And sure enough, it does. I think it was probably like, it's, I always feel like there's like, engineers like power user engineers inside apple are like what if i just put that in there and didn't tell anybody (laughs) maybe (laughs) (laughs) um we've been dancing around the pdf markup stuff too but that got really good with the latest release of ios because historically you could display the you could display the pdf but now it brings in the whole set of markup tools that you get with um you know all the pdf markup stuff on ios from apple so the different pins, the colors, the, you know, it's a, uh, it's a very credible markup tool. If you have a PDF inside Apple notes, so you can do the markup right there. Now I know we have a lot of lawyers that listen and other people and researchers and people who do heavy work with PDFs. I used to be one of those people. And I'll tell you, I don't think it's the best markup tool available. I mean, there are apps made for this that do more. Like, you know, we are not going to get redaction and stuff like that, that, you know, you get on a more power PDF editing tool, Yeah. but for the basics, it's fine. I mean, the thing I've noticed, cause my life changed it uh, almost two years ago now, by the way, but I don't do the heavy lawyer PDF editing anymore. And like for the stuff I do now, notes is fine, but the stuff I was doing a few years ago, I would have needed a third party app. But I think for most people, that are within the sound of my voice. The the Apple Notes PDF markup tools are just just fine. Um, I recently joined a, a board of directors for an organization. We have monthly meetings, and the meetings, the notes for the meeting are sent out as PDFs. You know, a couple of days before, and 
it's great to have like an iPad and with split screen, you could have the PDF up and have your notes to the side and then be able to mark up the PDF as you go. It's, it's really well done. Um, even the view in a note, you can now have it where you can cycle through the pages within a note. You used to have to like quick look or even actually open the PDF to actually kind of interact with more than the first page. All that's really well done. And yeah, it's not the most powerful thing, but it's plenty for me. It's plenty for you. It's plenty yeah. for most people. I, I think it gets that 90% of users easily. Easily. Super easily. Researching for the show, because I mainly use notes on the Mac. I'm at the Mac like most of the day. Me too. Uh, but yeah. I also like my iPad and iPhone. And I, I have all the keyboard shortcuts under my fingers. And that's something I'd recommend if you're going to use Apple Notes, because the keyboard shortcuts are pretty intuitive. But once you learn them, you're much faster in the app. But I got thinking, well, what about gestures? So I went on a little gesture spirit quest for the show. And I found several that I didn't know of. Um, uh, multi-select is where you've got a group of notes. If you take two fingers and drag down the screen on iPad or iPhone, you can select multiple notes. And I knew of that one because Apple uses that on a lot of different apps. Um, and undo, I learned it as shake because that's all it was at the beginning. And I, I feel like we could talk about that. I, I don't really think that's like, I don't know, the whole idea of shake to undo. Um, I kind of don't like it. You know, I've yeah, occasionally undo by accident. And and then like you sit there like shaking your phone like a crazy man because you type something wrong. I, I don't really like that. But there is a better uh, uh, undo in Apple Notes. If you take three fingers and swipe to the left, it's, it's an undo. Did you know that? I did not know that. This was something else because Notes is basically a Mac app for me. Uh, these were these were all new to me. Yeah, uh, me too. Uh, I, I had to go find them. Three finger uh, to the right is redo. So three fingers to the left, undo. Three fingers to the right is redo. Uh, I think this actually works really well on the phone. Like if you are working on a phone with a small screen. Uh, and then copy paste uh, gestures too. So if you select text, so first you got to select it, but then you take, uh, you do a three finger pinch. Once you've selected it, it copies it. And then if you go to another page and you insert the cursor or even on the same page, just tap this, insert the cursor and do a three finger reverse pinch, it pastes. I'm like, oh, this is kind of fun. And I didn't know those even existed. So hopefully that helps you. Yeah. One thing I think apps like this have to contend with is uh, obviously privacy, right? If someone has your phone or your Mac, maybe not even maliciously, right? Maybe they're just using your Mac for something. Maybe you have things in Apple Notes that you don't want people to have access to. Uh, well, it does have a locking feature. You can use system password on the Mac. You can create a custom password. Or if your device supports it, you can use Face ID or Touch ID to lock access to a certain note. Uh, my feature request here is that Apple would make this an option at the folder level, just like they did collaboration, where I could have a folder called Vault or something, right? And like all my secrets go in there and that that whole folder, anything there automatically gets the lock applied to it. But uh, it's a great feature and it's been around a long time in notes, but one I think, I think is kind of easy to overlook. But, you know, even something, you know, something like a, a medication list, right? Something like that. You may not want to be available to anybody who just picks up your phone. Yeah, no, I, I think that's cool. I, you know, honestly, I don't lock any notes. I don't have anything lock worthy. I put um, secure notes in one password. Yeah. 
which is a sponsor disclosure, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but I just like that it's a separate password. You know, if somebody has the password to unlock my phone, they also have the password to unlock a locked note. Um, I like the, the second wall that one password provides. So I don't, that's a feature I don't actually use. Um, shortcut support is solid. I mean, they've got over the years, they've added most of the things you'd want, you know, open notes, create notes, append to notes, you know, delete pin, you can, you know, all the stuff you would generally want to do with shortcuts. You can do if you've got a, uh, I think this is good. If you've got like a new project shortcut workflow, like if you take on a sales proposal, you could create the note that, you know, is holding all the information with at the same time you set up the calendar events and the related tasks. And uh, it's it's fine. I have several shortcuts that use Apple Notes, and uh, I'm very happy. They work reliably. I don't know what else to say about it. Whatever you want to do with shortcuts, you can do with Apple Notes. Yeah, it, it, it's one of the better examples, I think, of Apple's first-party apps and shortcuts. Sometimes it's it's a little lacking. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there are some that, that need more. Reminders, I'm looking at you. But Apple Notes, solid. This episode of the Mac Power Users is brought to you by ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com MPU to find the right doctor right now and sign up for free. You know that feeling you get when you finally find the thing you've been searching for on the internet? The exact piece of hardware you were looking for. The one all the great reviews told you about. And it's available in your country and you can get it the next day delivery. So why is it that you can get the most random niche thing from around the world in just two days? But if you want to see a good doctor, it can take forever to get an appointment. Not to mention, how do you know if they're even good? Thankfully, there's ZocDoc, a place to find and book great doctors who actually have amazing reviews, many with appointments available in 24 hours. ZocDoc is a free app where you can find amazing doctors and book appointments online. We're talking about booking appointments with thousands of top-rated, patient-reviewed doctors and specialists. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance, are located near you, and treat almost any condition you're searching for. These docs have all verified reviews from actual, real patients, not bots. The average wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is between just 24 and 48 hours. That's it. You can even get same-day appointments. And once you find the doc you want, you can book them immediately with just a few taps, so there's no more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist. It is bizarrely difficult to find and book an appointment with a good doctor who also has your insurance. All the things in this ad have happened to me. I've gone through the whole process only to find out that they now don't take my insurance because my book was out of date, or I've sat on hold at the receptionist's desk for so long that the phone just hung up. ZocDoc solves all those problems for me. I just open the app, find the doctor, check the insurance, push the button, and then I've got an appointment. It's so easy. If you want to check it out, go to ZocDoc.com MPU and download the ZocDoc app for free and then find and book top-rated doctors today. That's ZocDoc.com MPU. And our thanks to ZocDoc for their support of the Mac Power Users and all of FM. So we've talked a lot about the features of Apple Notes, but now I want to talk about some some use cases. And I think one that, I mean, this question comes up all the time in the MPU community is, what do I do about Evernote? And I think you said it earlier, I'm going to highlight it here. Notes is your Evernote replacement. It is the closest thing in terms of features. And now it doesn't have a web clipper, 
if you want that, you can save URLs into notes. You may be able to like pull web content with a shortcut into notes, but it's not like a turnkey feature. But other than that, notes is where it's at. Yeah. And quick notes is pretty close to a web clipper. It's pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, agreed. Uh, yeah. It just as a notes database, it, I think it does the job. Then people start asking, well, what can, what more can you do with it? Uh, PKM is the new hotness. Everybody talks about it. Um, the um, It can do that. I mean, if you want to make a personal knowledge management system, it's there. It has links. I guess this is a natural place to talk about notes versus Obsidian. And I've already mentioned the data models are different, you know, and that's good and bad on both sides. You know, the simplicity of the data model for Obsidian makes multimedia harder, but possible. And the complexity of the data model on notes makes multimedia notes better. And yeah. so that that's something to look at. The linking in Obsidian is is like level 10 and it's level three at, mm-hmm. at Apple Notes. And that's okay. I don't think everybody wants all that linking. And so that may not be you so that it can work for that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and then like the Obsidian has so many plugins and so much feature expansion and just like like i got a plugin for obsidian the other day because i like curly quotes on everything i put on the web and there's just a plugin that automatically monitors when i'm writing a note and says oh if he used straight quotes switch them to curly quotes and that happens in the background like apple notes is not going to do that right mm-hmm. um so there there's differences but you know there are plenty of people who are doing good PKM systems with Apple notes. And I totally get it. And I, uh, I think if you're going to do that, you should look seriously at tags and smart folders, because I think if you want to put something together like that and you embrace tags and smart folders, you can make a very credible system. I think so too. I think tagging kind of unlocks that in a new way. And a big use case for me is manuals management. And so I have a shared folder with my spouse. It's called manuals. And basically anything in the house that has a manual, I went around and found PDFs of it and put it in Apple notes. And it is so great when you're trying to fix something or like, what do I do with this washing machine? (laughs) You know, whatever it may be. Oh, I need to know what size light bulb I need to get to replace in the van, right? Whatever it is. Having all that in Apple Notes, the PDF support is so good now. You can search within the PDFs, all sorts of uh, all sorts of stuff, and that's been great for years. I just kept that stuff in Dropbox, but you know, then like the Dropbox app isn't nearly as good as Apple Notes, and so putting it on Apple Notes, having it offline, you know, synced to your devices, it's sweet. And you know, I mentioned earlier my example of like the the filter in the attic, right? That's sort of an extension of that, right? It's not strictly a manual, but it's it's sort of a manual for me, right? Something that I go back and refer to several times a year. And I've really built a pretty good collection in there of just like little bits of information to keep, you know, my house and life running. I've done exactly the same thing. I used to keep them in an iCloud folder. And when you're under the sink, it's not that easy to get to an iCloud folder, yeah. right? But but in Apple Notes, it is. And you can annotate them now. So you can mark like, no, there's an extra washer here and you better add it or you're going to have a big problem. And so like, it's just perfect for that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing, like a, a related use I have is 
you know, I'm really into my wood shop and kind of creator space at this point. I, I'm having so much fun. I hardly ever watch any TV anymore. At night, I go out and play in the garage, and I have a great time. But like all that stuff related, I want to draw a diagram of how I'm going to make this joint. I want to take notes. I want to have manuals. All this stuff is combined in Apple Notes, and it's the perfect tool for, for stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Spouse sharing is another one we've talked about already, but just it's not, it goes beyond spouse, right? You know, family sharing, friend sharing, work team sharing. Yeah. Um, if you're on the, you know, the thing is Apple platforms. If you, everybody's on the Apple platform, it's so accessible to non nerds, I think is one of the things to, to say this. Like, I, like, I can't state, like, if I go to my spouse or my coworker and say, what we really need is a shared GitHub. You know what they're going to do to me? They're going to throw me out the window. You know? <laughs> Whereas if I say, here is a folder of documents in Apple Notes related to stuff we're doing, let's all write in there. They're going to be like, yeah, Sparky, I can do that. You know, and, um, and I think just the sharing system makes it so good for small teams. I have friends that run law practices. Like none of them using Apple Notes have big practices. But like I know one guy, he's got two associate attorneys a couple staff member and they run so much of their practice out of Apple notes because it just works for them. And they're all on Apple devices. If you go to work for him, he buys you a laptop and he's it's working for him. And like, who would have imagined that 10 years ago that you would be able to do that with Apple notes. Mm -hmm. And critically for work, Apple notes is end to end encrypted. Yeah. And that means that, uh, the iCloud account, you know, that you're logged into can see it, but no one else can. Yeah. Uh, paperless systems. Like I wrote a book about paperless and I've heard from people now that are using Apple notes entirely for their paperless systems. They scan their electric bills in there as well as their manuals and things like that. And they've got it all accessible to them. Personally, I don't think that's the way for me. Like I have a system I like putting those into a nested folders on like a cloud storage. I don't really want those in my Apple notes, but if you wanted to put together a paperless system, there's no reason why you couldn't get the mail out of the mailbox, stick it on your desk, shoot a picture in Apple notes. And with a little bit of folder organization or tags, put that stuff away in Apple notes. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of uses for, it. I think there's as many uses as there are people listening to the show. I think so. I used it the first half of the year doing my research for the Apple history calendar. And so I had, you know, dates, I had a subheading for each month. I had links to my research material so I could, you know, fact check as I went. Uh, You know, I had emoji in there, meaning different things that I just quickly added. It's really amazing, you know, that this thing that just used to be kind of a toy app that I'm using for like serious research and development for a thing at work pretty pretty cool yeah i mean i recommend it all the time people um because people write me trying to pick tool sets right and like there are other tools that are in some ways more powerful and less powerful but apple is in the mix with the notes app it it no longer sucks i guess that's the point we're making with this show um it's a serious feature set reliable sync if you want to use a pencil there's probably nothing better you know apple notes is here yeah, I think it's I think it's completely solid and unless there's something that you absolutely have to have that it doesn't do um 
I think it's the default answer now uh, in, in a way that uh, so many of Apple's other tools have become, right? Moving from kind of a toy app for non-serious things to running a business or a household out of it without hitting a bunch of walls, right? Without really sort of like doing all these weird workarounds. Like I remember before tags, people would basically fake tags and then like search for them, which. Yeah, that was me. Yeah. Yeah. Which was fine. Like, I guess it worked, but now tags show up in the sidebar and you can click them and see all your notes across all your, all your folders with those tags there. You can build smart folders around them. It seems to me that Apple wants this app to be more and more capable. And I think, you know, maybe tags is a good example of something that they saw in the user base, people doing things and then bringing it in as a, as a full blessed feature. Uh, I think it's, I think it's fantastic. And I know people who work on this stuff, it's gotten good because they live on it, right? They take it seriously as a tool and they want it to be taken seriously as a tool out in the world as well. I also think um, like when you look at the comparison of Apple notes versus notes apps, I think Apple is further along with notes than it is any of its other productivity apps. Like there are still on reminders, like reminders has not got its own Mac power users episode yet, you know, because there's still some stuff in there that just, it's just not, it's not fully baked yet. In my opinion, I'm going to get people mad at me again, but the, uh, (laughs) But you know, Apple Notes is really far along in that in that journey. I think, and and the thing is, I feel confident that in five years, the features we talked about are not going to be the complete feature set. They they're going to add more yeah. in the next five years. It's going to continue to improve. It just they've proven it over ten years now. So yeah, it's going to get better, of course. And and of the Apple productivity apps, Notes is the furthest along. So if there's one you really want to like dig in on, this is probably the one. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. This episode of MPU is brought to you by Clean My Mac X. Junk files, hung processes, and malicious apps can slow down even the latest, most powerful Macs. Maintaining your machine, whether old or new, is essential for smooth macOS performance. A bunch of us rely on our Macs every day to get our jobs done. Or maybe it's a home computer with all your photos and media on it. Whatever it is, Clean My Mac X is the all-in-one maintenance tool that takes care of old junk, faulty apps, and malware in an efficient, aesthetically pleasing, and hassle-free way. They even have a menu bar app so you can quickly monitor your Mac's health from anywhere in the system. It's been downloaded nearly 30 million times, and over the last 15 years, Clean My Mac X has grown into a must-try for any Mac user, and it is completely ready to go for Apple Silicon, and macOS Sonoma. I love how clean and easy it is to use Clean My Mac X. Like a lot of utilities out there, they're not the best designed. You and I know this. But the team behind Clean My Mac X really cares about the user experience and it shows. All MPU listeners can get 5% off of Clean My Mac X. Check out the link in the show notes or go to macpaw.app slash MPU. That's macpaw.app slash MPU. You. All right. So we've been waxing poetic about Apple Notes. Stephen, where are the rough spots? Where do we want to see it improve? Uh, I, I mentioned a, a couple. I'll, <laughs> I'll highlight them here. Um, 
the ability to lock a whole folder, I think would be really nice. I think that it would make that feature more useful to more people. Also, one that I would really like to see is the ability to highlight text within a note. So you can highlight text within an attachment, like a PDF or an image. But if I just have a bunch of text I've entered, there's not markup for highlighting. I can block quote it, but that's not really the same thing. I can make it italics, but that's not really the same thing. Uh, I would very much like to have tools to to highlight things, even in uh, even in different colors. If I could be really greedy with my feature request, I think yeah. in particular in long notes that could be useful. I think in in terms of using a note as a study resource, which I've done, also really useful. You know, you could highlight things as you go. Uh, that feels like pretty low hanging fruit to me. Yeah, I mean, just another text format and totally useful if they would put it in uh, a couple that stand out for me is the links implementation. Um, I think they got it wrong with the keyboard shortcut. Hmm. Um, it's a, it's two greater than symbols, but anybody that does links anywhere, even going back to the original wiki standard, it's two open brackets. And it's like, why didn't they just do two open brackets? You know, sometimes they kind of want to make it their own. Uh, to their own detriment, I feel like. Um, so it's harder to discover for people who have made links elsewhere. And I, f- I do feel like backlinks would be a natural, I'm sure the, the database can, can figure out what notes are pointing at a note and give me a list of backlinks. Why not? I feel like that's a natural uh, that they could be adding. Uh, tables, I've already said, need work. Yes. I mean, they just need, need to add more features to table. And like a lot of, uh, because it's a proprietary database, I think there's more metadata that can be surfaced. Like the last time it was modified, when it was created, you know, I think that that kind of stuff would be nice to to go deeper with that, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, show me the ones with the most attachments and you know, just like give me more metadata to search on. And I think a last one I would like would be, and this is just a me thing, but I think other people use it, uh, is I'd like to see folded uh, folding headings. Uh, because yeah. most notes apps that are competitors have the ability to fold on headings and just a little arrow, you know, you click on it, it folds the text underneath. And as we build these notes and use it more, uh, the ability to fold is kind of nice. Yeah, that would be, that'd be really cool. And uh, especially if you're using it as like a writing tool, that'd be, yeah, that'd be really nice. I've got another one that's sort of on the organizational front. I would like the ability to replace the folder icon with an emoji or an SF symbol, like you can in Reminders, right? In Reminders, you can change the icon for a Reminders list. Oh, I saw that in the outline. I'm like, I wish I thought of that. That's yeah. so good. <laughs> yeah, because I use this in uh, my task manager and my time tracker. I use color uh, to kind of reconcile those things, right? So like all my shows are green. And it would be nice if I could bring that over somehow to to notes now what you can do is you can put an emoji as the name of the folder but all the icons are all yellow folders down the left hand side and it's just visual clutter that could be more useful so i would like apple to make that even more customizable so it it honestly so it works the way it works in reminders i think that's a really good model for that and then lastly i have uh, better recovery if things go wrong so if notes stop syncing or 
you, you know, you've got a note that seems to be missing content or missing altogether, your options are pretty limited on what to do. And this is more about iCloud itself than it is about Apple Notes, but having more information, more control over that uh, would be useful. Now, one thing, we didn't talk very much about iCloud.com today, but one thing that is nice about that is that there are recovery tools on iCloud.com if you've deleted a note. And if you delete a note, you get 30 days to bring it back. But, and that's that's good. Like, I'm glad that's there. But surfacing more of that in the in the client app itself and just having more information about, hey, this sync failed. You know, this note can't sync because, you know, this PDF is corrupt or whatever. That bit of information would be helpful at times. It's funny to me that all of our list is kind of like power user requests more than like don't ma- you know make it suck less kind of requests. Yeah. The basics are, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the basics and even the advanced features are all really good. I mean, this is a yeah. pretty short little section of the show because honestly, it's it's gotten really really solid. Uh, we did get feedback. We we mentioned on the show we were uh, working on this one a month or two ago, and feedback came in. Uh, many people mentioned the lack of a web clipper. Yeah. That, you know, that didn't occur to me cause I've never been kind of a web clipper guy. Mm-hmm. I, uh, what, the way I handle that is I first, a quick note, or I just hit in, when I'm in Safari, I hit command L and command C. That's like under my fingers that selects the title in Safari and command C copies a link and then you can paste it. You can also, if you've got them both on the screen, you can drag a URL into a note and it'll link it that way. Yeah. I I use DevonThink as a web clipper, yeah, but that too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, having the ability to like hit a uh, an icon in Safari and it pull actual content from a web page and not just a link to the page, uh, that would be nice. And and overall, that was the number one thing in the emails and in the feedback form was uh, was a web clipper. Now shortcuts does have support. You can give shortcuts a web page. And there are actions to pull out page title, page content, that sort of thing. Any web clipper, you're going to get mixed luck sometimes because the web is like the Wild West in terms of page markup and how pages are built. Shortcuts can struggle with that sometimes, but having a, a, a feature that isn't relying on shortcuts that you know a person who, who's not going to really dive into automation could use, I think that would be useful. And honestly, in thinking about notes versus Evernote, that's the one. Like, that's the thing that notes doesn't have. I really feel like notes has all the other bases covered by now. Dean wrote in and said he liked to limit the search to a particular folder. And uh, that's a good request. If you do the search I mentioned in the show, Option Command F, when you're in Apple Notes, it it does allow you to put some limiters on it. Like you say, just search shared notes or locked notes or notes with checklists. So you've got some ways to refine that, but one of those options is not within this folder. And I think that would, that would be an obvious ad. I, I liked that as soon as I saw it, I was like, Oh yeah, that, that is a good idea. Especially if we talked about earlier, you have different folders, maybe even shared for work or home or personal drilling down and that faster would be nice. Gene mentioned a use that uh, I've, I've done, I've done this, which is why I brought this up was Using notes as a quick scratch pad for things like showing a specific photo or photos to somebody. And so say, you know, almost using notes like a, like a small presentation tool, like, hey, you know, some information I want to share with you and either sharing the note 
or handing your iPad to somebody like, hey, you know, I have all this stuff here about this thing that we're doing. And I think it's easy to think about notes as like a personal tool, but using it as sort of a, a real life way to share information is also pretty useful. Uh, Marilyn wrote in, uh, when a note gets long each time I try to type even one letter of a new line as an entry at the bottom of the column, the cursor jumps to the top of the note. I have not seen this, but you have. I have. So I mentioned that I used notes to pull the dates together for the Apple History calendar. I ended up having to split that note into two. So January through June and then July through December, because these notes were so long. I mean, thousands of lines. Uh, the text entry got weird. And I, I saw this. Now, this was, you know, earlier in the year. So it was before macOS Sonoma. Uh, I have not seen it in Sonoma. So either I haven't run into it again or they fixed it. But notes sort of struggling with really, really, really long notes. That's the only time I've ever seen it was in that note. And seriously, that note has like hundreds of thousands of characters in it. It's really long. Uh, and, uh, so yeah, that was a little disheartening to see. It also kind of struggled with copy and paste in that note, but I was asking a lot of it. And I, you know, out of my other 430 whatever notes, I don't have this problem, but it is out there if you do see it. Um, hopefully they got it resolved by now though. Yeah, and this is something we're going to like a markdown-based notes editor. You're not going to get that problem. Yeah. Right, which it's, is how I used to have... do it. This year I was like, oh, I'm doing Apple Notes. And it, you know, kind of yeah. kind of struggled. Um, I have heard historically, um, and I did not hear it leading up to this show, but people who have notes just generally bogged down in the database. I had somebody send me a screenshot once and they had like 7,000 notes and they said it's it's almost unusable because it, the search is so slow and the database gets gets caught up. That was years ago, but I remember the number distinctly because I got thinking, how do you get 7,000 notes? But, yeah, but, the, um, that's wild. but you can, I guess, you know, and... And so I think there is an upper limit. I don't know what that is currently. And I, I think it would almost depend on a mix of your hardware and how much metadata and attachments and what, what all you're putting in the database. I think it would really vary. But I do think there is an upper limit with Apple Notes. So if you're, if you're intending to make a 7,000-note database, you should mean Devon thing. Yeah, something that's, that's more geared towards that. Or even something that uses uh, like a plain text structure like Obsidian. Yeah, I guess it depends on what you're doing with it. But yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, Danny wrote in, you mentioned that you're doing a show about notes. My challenge is working with Apple Notes and tasks. Most of my notes are meeting notes, and it's inevitable that there's going to be some actions to complete. I struggle to find an elegant way to get those tasks out into reminders or OmniFocus. Any suggestions? Yeah, I would make a shortcut. I, I would not. If you're, if you're going to make notes in Apple Notes during the meeting, uh, make a shortcut where you can put your uh, tasks into OmniFocus or Reminders, both have shortcut actions, add to, you know, it's a very basic shortcut, but just build a shortcut to run at the end of the meeting and put them in that way, and that will automatically put them in. Um, there's no way to, like, say, if I make this a checkbox item in notes, it automatically gets added to Reminders or OmniFocus, and that that app doesn't work in a way where you could you could wire that in you know, because it's so proprietary kind of internally, but I would, I would make a shortcut for it. Yeah. I think that's, uh, I think that's totally the way to do it. Another thing you could do though, is you can make a smart folder that looks for notes with unchecked tasks. If you're worried about stuff getting lost. Oh, that's clever. Yeah. So actually enter them as a checklist item in notes and then yeah. look for that with a smart folder. That's good. 
Apple Notes, pretty good app. Pretty good. All right, we are the Mac Power Users. You can find us over at relay.fm slash MPU. You can find our forums at talk.macpowerusers.com. We'd love to see you there. Uh, thank you to our sponsors, 1Password, Electric, ZocDoc, and Clean My Mac X. And uh, we'll see you next time.